0: Hello everybody, I'm Clay Breeze and it's Showtime here again in Berks County on this beautiful global warming Saturday right here on 1180 WFYL AM radio. Thanks for being with us as as you are have been being with us for the last five years, every Saturday morning right here at the same time, 7 a.m. every Saturday. You tune in because you want to hear our expert opining on the perspectives that matter most to Pennsylvanians in Southeast Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley, as well as Americans everywhere, because we do call out the truth at the speed of sound. It comes very quickly at the speed of sound, and we do. And we're an oasis of truth that you've identified our show, whether you live in the King of Prussia, whether you live in Jenkintown, Avington, or whether you live in Skipback, folks, it doesn't matter. You're tuning into our show because you know, you know that we have the truth that comes at you very quickly. So thanks for being with us today. We're going to be jumping into some, uh, topics of the day which uh we're just now learning of course i believe many of us knew that the hunter biden laptop laptop itself was being called russian disinformation just before the biden trump debate and uh it looks like this was triggered by a letter by Winkin Blinken, and nod we want to get into that a little bit there's also a uh washington bill that bars parents from uh, parental rights and, and with their kids in school. We're talk a little bit about that parental rights and how the Democrats are blocking parental rights. So uh, uh, again, our listeners will get a perspective on what Democrats think of parental rights. We're going to be talking a little bit about polling and uh, and what what Americans believe about Joe Biden and how he's mumbling and stumbling uh, and sleepwalking through his uh, his uh, term here. Uh, we're going to talk about how China's economy is the only economy growing under o. Biden, And uh, we're going to talk about how O'Biden and his, and his minions and the military-industrial complex are looking to perpetuate this war in the Ukraine and to make it go on and on and on. Folks, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more on today's show. So we're going to jump right into it. Let's get into uh, wait, uh let's get into Blinken, and Nod, and how he triggered a letter to undermine the Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, Biden in the 2020 uh, campaign, he championed a debunked letter from 51 former intelligence officials that that was allegedly set up in motion by Winkin, blink and Nod to falsely undermine the New York Post story regarding Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, and of course, uh, they want to call it Russian disinformation. Now, you got to understand that the deep state realized that oh, Biden could lose the election when, if it came out that his son had a laptop that he left at a computer repairman in Delaware, that had all kinds of incriminating evidence on it, showing that he uh, obviously was doing drugs and, and other illegal activity, but. It it it's just also very damaging to to the reputation of the Biden family, and the the Biden crime family. So there was a lot there that on that laptop that was, that was out there, and they were terrified of it because uh, it was left in Hunter Biden one of his stone stupors, I guess, left it at a uh, repair shop. I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people take a computer ready for repair and forget about it unless you've got like five or seven computers and you take one of them for repair and you're still operating with your other, you know, four or five computers. I mean, I I guess maybe you might forget it, but I don't know. I don't know how you can forget a computer that's been dropped off for repair. Okay. And certainly dropping off a computer for repair that's got all this other stuff on it is amazing. And and you got to realize that the uh, intelligence agency and of course the, uh, the, uh, you know, the, the Department of Homeland Security, and Department of Defense, and all this when they, you know, they they're doing background checks on everybody that goes overseas, all right, so because they want to make sure that there's there's nobody that's going to be susceptible to, uh, you know, foreign foreign intelligence and foreign spies. So um, Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden, I guess, went on his little field trip with Dad to Ireland recently. <clears throat> that was just out there recently, but I mean, Hunter Biden had his laptop brought, dropped off and. Of course, we all know what happened with that, and it was picked up because he left it at the, at the uh, at the repair shop and so forth. But during the presidential debate in twenty twenty, uh, Trump raised concerns that Oh Biden could be compromised due to the revelations unveiled in the Washington Post story, and that you know the, the Biden the involving the the Biden you know family business, if you will, and uh, <clears throat> here are fifty former. 50 former national intelligence folks who said that that what president trump is accusing now this was what biden came out with he says well there's 50 former intelligence officers accusing that call that are calling this russian disinformation i'll just basically sum it up that way uh and he and he went into the whole thing They, you know he goes oh it was four or five former heads of cia both, both parties say what trump's saying is a bunch of garbage so he's out there declaring this and Blinken helped him put all this together well we all know what what's on the laptop it's i mean they've known for quite some time it looked like they, looks like they've got this settled right now and it you know it looks like merrick garland is actually obstructing justice himself by not prosecuting the guy who uh you know whose laptop this is and you know for reasons i mean he has them i lying on a on a on an application for a gun permit. He does have him lying on that. Uh guess it's, it's a federal that's a federal offense. They got him on uh tax evasion and so forth. They got him on that as well. But anyway, I mean you know so Biden's debate defense was predicted on what what appeared to be at the time uh a plot by uh by his twenty twenty presidential campaign to undermine the post bombshell So he gets this this brilliance and that didn't come from him but it came from Anthony wink and nod. Who put this out? Okay. They go, I know, let's get a letter where you've got all these these people that are basically going to call this disinformation. We'll just debunk it. So, I mean, uh, that was Blaken's plot, okay. I mean, and then you know, to undermine the story. And again, uh Twitter, of course, social media, blocked the users from sharing it and locked the post out of its account. Remember that? You know, they censored the Washington the New York, you know, New York Post and all, locked him out of their account. And Facebook suppressed it as well. All the media personalities followed suit, claiming that you know Hunter Biden's laptop uh, was uh, disinformation from Russia. You know that it was you know something from a you know something from a a fairy tale, if you will, a Harry Potter movie or something. Okay, Uh, I mean publications didn't confirm the contents of the laptop. You know, the New York Times didn't do it. Over a year later, the New York Times, Washington Post, New York. The NBC News and CNN and and CBS News and and so forth. I mean, they they you know the year uh, sometime later they all all these media outlets verified the laptop as authentic. So after the election, okay, literally, okay, two years later they all come out and say yeah, it's authentic. Okay, now they know. Now they're calling it authentic, but they refuse to acknowledge that, that Obiden oh, may have been implicated in the wrongdoing found on the laptop in fact the establishment media the fake news have uh, shifted their position at least four times on the significance of the laptop story which i think is very telling as well so you know it's interesting but this is how they they do the back the backwards dance because look the bottom line is i mean they're they're doing what they can to cover up This is what the deep state does they lie really well and that's what they've done they're lying through all of this uh you know it's the fake experts all came on i mean we saw this we saw this in action with the jesse smollett story in chicago the fake hate crime hoax if you will the the hoax i mean they'll you know i mean when when jesse smollett called the chicago police he's standing there in his apartment because remember they got the video cameras rolling that you know, on the on the police officers as they got their, you know their 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 cameras right on their on their lapels, and they're walking in there and they're noticing that Smollett's standing there with a rope around his neck, and they're saying, "What's that rope?" Oh, that's what they tried to strangle me with. And the cop is thinking to himself, "Well, why is it still around your neck? Are you doing this for show? Is this all?" And it just came out, it just appeared to these people not to be real. And of course, it all stood out as they got into this a little bit, and then we they later found out it was real. But it was all a fake hate crime. It was just a big hoax, okay? And then so but the media did their part, okay? For the Russian disinformation. Remember that? You know, the Russian disinformation on all of that? I mean, we remember about that. We remember how, how they were basically calling the uh you know, the, the, the Russian uh Russia, Russia, Russia fake crime. I mean they're calling out that Trump, you know, the, the Trump dossier and all that stuff, the collusion oaks and, you know, the FBI being indicted and all that. I mean, that's the, the compelling point on it. What they don't talk about, I mean, here they were all saying, they, all these fake experts came out, okay, they were all on CNN, MSNBC. Every one of them came out declaring that this was real, the Trump, the Steele dossier was real. They all came out, They you know, they they all talked about how the Steele dossier was, was an indictment of Trump. And so forth, and they all came out with their fake news. And, and of course, you know, as the as the Mueller report came unwound, and they all realized, okay, well, they they saw that the triangle of indictments on on the merchants of menace, if you will, for the phony Russian collusion hoax. I mean, it was there. I mean, they saw that. And and what ended up? Who got indicted? Well, who who ended up getting indicted on that? Well, we know Hillary Clinton's campaign was indicted. Okay, because when they indicted Sussman. When they indicted Sussman, who represented the Hillary Clinton campaign, that was an indictment of the Hillary Clinton campaign, the DNC law firm, and Fusion GPS. Remember, because Sussman, okay, was part of all that. So that was an indictment of the Clinton campaign, the DNC, and uh, the law firm of Fusion GPS that channeled tens of millions of dollars to create and perpetuate this biggest fraud in American history. And so Sussman took the hoax from Joffe to the fbi directly to jim baker to chief of counsel and so when Joffe gave this his this hoax assessment who was the lawyer for the Clinton clinton campaign remember that again because when he got indicted and he did the Clinton campaign was indicted but then the fbi was indicted because when kevin klein smith was indicted okay that was an indictment on the fbi So said not only did you have the dnc indicted not only did you have the hillary campaign hillary clinton campaign indicted but you also had the fbi indicted all three indictments were on this phony russian collusion story okay all of them okay and that's the truth of it all folks and what's interesting on all of that is again you know this is what you got to remember that the oh and then you got the brooks and brookings institute which is the number one socialist anti-american think tank in washington they were the funnels of all of this you know I mean the link between, you know, the 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 Brookings Institute and the Clinton campaign, the DNC and Steele dossier. There's a link all the way through it. Oh, and this was sold to the FBI with collaborators within the FBI. You know, Comey, McCabe, and Peter Strzok to create the package to sell the FISA court. I mean, you know that this was the tragedy of all of this. You know, and it's really it's just an insanity of it all, and, and you know that the no justice department. So. We've, we've watched these people in action in a weaponized Justice Department, a weaponized Justice Department, which doesn't arrest people threatening U.S. Supreme Court justices. They simply send more guards to keep them away from their house when the law says to arrest them. You can't picket a Supreme Court justice's house. So, I mean, the laws are pretty clear on all this, but they don't enforce the laws. You know, I mean when you when you've got right now with the with the border in Majorcas. Majorcus right now is being indicted, if you will, in the House and Senate for for his he'll be impeached likely. Majorcus is in charge of the biggest debacle at the southern border. Four and a half million people have come over that border, okay, since Majorcas has been in charge. Four and a half million people that they don't know where they're at. Four and a half billion people who's promised to come back when their hearing is due. Four and a half million people, folks, that's more people that are in that are in, in you know, like twenty five states. It's literally the size of a good sized state, if you will. Four, you know, four and a half million people is practically the entire population in Missouri. Okay, it's it I mean, literally, it's it certainly as many people that are in the state of Kentucky. Okay, that's what's come over the border illegally under Mallorcas. So Mallorcas is the king of incompetence. And you've got these people that don't know anything about national security, about security themselves, in charge of homeland security. So Mayorkas is being indicted, and he's being told that you may as well quit, sir, because you're going to be in, you're going to be impeached. So all of this is coming out. Because, you know, again, is there any is there any wonder that the No Justice Department, okay, would 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 trigger a letter with these fake experts, with these all these people would play politics to keep Trump out? You know, you wonder what would happen when Trump gets reelected. What's going to happen? You wonder what's going to happen here because all these people, you're going to see a Justice Department that's going to indict these people. You're going to see people go to jail for things like political gamesmanship, like winking, blinking, and not here by creating a letter, by calling all these people, by using these 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 alleged uh alleged uh. You know, of uh, public servants, okay, and in their quest to to get o Biden elected, okay, you know, I mean the the bumbling, stumbling O'Biden elected. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, only in the Democrat Party would they elect somebody who had no mental cognitive ability whatsoever to structure sentences, and it's only gotten worse in three years. Only in the Democrat Party would they elect guys like John Fetterman, okay, who made a who made a statement just recently by saying. That he would never be a good senator unless he, helped him, unless he cured himself of his psychological depression problems. Well, that would have been a wonderful thing to hear before people started voting. That he had psychological depression problems. How did that escape the media, folks? How did the media in Pennsylvania miss that? Well, they didn't miss anything. They just weren't looking for it. You know, you don't miss a bus unless you're standing there looking for the bus. Unless you go to the place where the bus comes by. You gotta go to the bus area, you gotta go to the bus route, and then stand in a place where the bus is supposed to stop, and that's how you catch a bus. But you don't miss a bus when you never get out, when you when you never go to where the bus is. So when you have the media looking for stories on whether or not John Fetterman is capable or competent to serve as US senator, you can know for fact, you can know for sure, you can know one hundred percent, folks, right down to the threads in your socks, you can know that you're not going to find any objective truth unless you're doing some unless you're doing some media committing some acts of journalism. Uh it's really tragic. I mean the 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 state of of the state of the media today. We used to have an America First media whose role and job it was to make sure that the proper perspectives on the competency of these people was out in the public eye. The competency of these people as well as their character and, and you know, I mean they're 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 uh, you know basically uh, you know uh, items of of public interest pertain to their character and uh, that would point to their their the, the substance of of who they are that would all be in the public eye. So what you'd end up with, and again, what what you would have with America First Media is you'd actually have these people being held accountable. So you'd have people out there being held accountable by a media. Well, today you don't have that. So, a guy like John Fetterman can get elected in Pennsylvania, and no one knows he's got depression problems. Okay, no one knows that he needs a two-way petting zoo every day. A two-way petting zoo for our listeners that that don't know what a two-way petting zoo is. A two-way petting petting zoo is where the animals pet you back. Okay, so he needs a two-way petting zoo so he can, you know, he can he can feel like, uh, you know, he he needs a therapy animal. Okay, so I mean, who would know? that this guy had any problems. And obviously, everyone knew he had a stroke. Everyone knew, but but no one knew he really had a stroke until the voting started. So a million people had voted before it came out that he had a stroke. A million people, folks. Think about that. One out of five people in Pennsylvania already voted, okay, of which 80% of them were Democrats. So all these Democrats came out and voted for a guy to add a stroke. I'm telling you, folks, with no question in my mind, then many of these people were surprised to find out that the man was mentally incoherent. And I think, I know, that many of them would not have voted for the man if they knew that. Now, I'm not saying everybody, because the Democrats are well-known for electing uh, people that support their religion, you know, their religion of of no science, their religion of, of quack science, if you will, uh, their religion of, of of basically burning down the... the, the, the the constructs and traditions of this country their their religion of of a of, of a green energy platform which which is ineffective efficient energy that's what it is you know their new religion on on you know high taxes and you know low wage paying jobs that that's what they want i mean you think about i mean what they support i mean the democrats and, and what they actually support And then you you understand who they are. I mean, the Democrats, what do they really support? Well, it's in their religion, if you will, it's who they are, okay, to keep an open border. They want open borders. Like Majorcus is part of their of their plan, okay? If everyone knew that Majorcas was going to keep an open border, nobody would have elected Biden, but the media didn't bring that out. If they knew that they wanted amnesty for all the illegals that they just let in, Again, the public wouldn't have elected that, so the media didn't bring that out, okay? Um, Unrestricted abortions during any term of the pregnancy, Americans don't want that. Americans certainly don't want babies who survive abortions to be left alive just to die of of strangulation, if you will, on the table next to the doctor as they're watching the baby gasp for air, the baby that survived the knife of the abortion, as they watch it gasp for air or try to survive Americans wouldn't vote for anybody like that. These weren't perspectives that came out because the media didn't do their job. Okay. Uh, record high inflation nation. Nobody realized what was going to happen with that. And certainly nobody realized what was going to happen with these COVID vaccinations. Look at all that's coming out now with COVID vaccinations. Look at all the truth that's coming out. They're just determining now that one third of 1% of all the kids. That got vaccinated so let's just do some math here, okay out of 10 million children what is one third of one percent okay that is what well one percent of of 10 million okay is a hundred thousand okay that's one per, i'm sorry one percent of ten million yeah it's a hundred thousand so one third of a hundred thousand is you know thirty thousand thirty five thousand so if they knew that for every 10 million children that were vaccinated under the age of 15 out of every you know, 10 million, 30,000 would come up with some massive problems with their brain and their heart. You think they would have forced these vaccinated you think the American people would want this forced on Americans? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because we know that there's been about 50 million children vaccinated. So when you do the math on that, you've got hundreds of thousands of young people that are now plagued with bad hearts and and, and you know and problems with their with their cognitive issues and brains and all these neurological problems because of these vaccinations. And that's what they know now. Okay, let alone the vaccinations that were being forced on people that had higher problems, higher adverse uh, problems uh, from the vaccination because adults even suffered worse. I mean, they're estimating one out of a hundred adults, one and a half out of a hundred of all adults had problems, okay? So again, out of the tens of millions of forced vaccinations on people, how did they force vaccinations? Well, the American people did not realize that these Democrats were going to be forcing companies to fire their employees if their employees didn't get the vaccination. So, in essence, they were forcing vaccinations on people if they want to maintain their jobs and their pursuit of happiness. And we do know, like I said, one and a half to two percent of all the people that got vaccinated had some sort of adverse effect. The number three of all those adverse effects was getting COVID itself. And we know that the top two were heart conditions, okay, and brain conditions, neurological conditions. We know that. We know this because these are the facts that are out there today. On our show, see our listeners, this is why our listeners tune into our show. Our listeners listen for our perspective because they know that we're right. They know that we're correct. And they know that we do our homework. And they know, okay, they know that we're going to bring them this perspective that they won't get anywhere else. That's why they come to here every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. That's why you're here now. So all these things were things that we were talking about two and a half years ago. Now, all of a sudden, everyone's seeing this to be true. Everyone's seeing this to be fact. Everyone's seeing these issues, all that are becoming very prevalent now. And now they're becoming real. And what you're seeing is you're seeing in countries like Switzerland. See, now, these congressional hearings, let me just back up a little bit. So the Republicans are doing congressional hearings to flush this truth out. Now, the media is not covering it. The media is not covering the substance of the congressional hearings on the COVID vaccination debacle. And, of course, the leak of the Wuhan lab. And now it was a likely a, a forced leak and, a, and, a, and it was a likely a deliberate leak. The media is not covering it, but you know who's looking at it? Countries around the world. England's looking at it. Their health services are looking at it. Switzerland's looking at it. The Scandinavian countries are looking at it. What's happening is people are looking at these congressional hearings and going, what? And then, of course, they call on their their, uh, health services or governmental-run health services to research. And now you're getting countries that are saying, okay, we're not going to recommend these vaccinations anymore. See, these are facts you're getting here, but you're not getting anywhere else. You see, the media is not interested in getting that out there. So you're not going to hear that Switzerland, for instance, has said no more vaccinations here. Not unless the doctor says so. You're not going to hear that England now is backstroking through it all. And now they're recommending and they're they're looking at it. And they're simply saying, okay, I mean, we're not recommending it either. But you're not hearing that anywhere. You're hearing it here, but you're not getting it on the news. So when you wonder, where you, you know, why do I call the fake news? Why does Donald Trump call the fake news fake? It's because they don't give you the perspectives that are correct. They instead promote phony perspectives, okay? And the, and the media is not out there to, to show anybody what the truth is. And this is why Americans didn't know that the Democrats were all into this vaccination nation boosters forever. Nobody realized that. Nobody... Nobody realized. Nobody realized how bad the shots were, and the vaccinations were. And as we said on this show here, the very people that developed the vaccinations are the same ones that developed the virus itself. Therefore, many people were sceptical were of, of the quality of the vaccination, and now they're finding out that the vaccination does have problems. And like I said, the, the T cells that are generated, the T cells. It was said back, you know, three years ago that. When you get injected with the vaccination, or the ejection site, the T cells would be there at the site. They don't. They they just stay right there. They later found out that those T cells go all around the body, end up in the liver, the kidneys, the brain, everywhere else. And those T cells can be caused and cause a massive problem in some people. But nobody knew that. It's like it's like the Obamacare. It's like when Obamacare came out. Nobody talked about how it was actually an outlaw against pri- private health care insurance. It was going an to outlaw. And nobody knew that because the media didn't do their job. Nobody put that truth out there. You didn't hear anywhere back in 2010, okay, the fake news wasn't talking about it. Nobody talked about it. that this was an end of private health care as we know it. It's like this Ukraine war right now, okay? Uh, right now, the, the media should be talking about this Ukraine war and, and basically what's going on with it and, and how we can end it and get out of it. You know, you're not, that that's what you should be hearing, okay? You should be hearing that, but what you're not hearing is you're not hearing that, okay? So, I mean, you're not hearing the problem right now with, with the, uh, you know, with the Ukraine war. Right now, That, that what's happening now is you've actually got, um, you've actually got uh, the Europeans are looking to bring, are looking to bring ukraine they're looking to perpetuate this war by bringing the ukraine into nato now that's another truth that's out there so you've got right now you've got nato allies are joining the alliance saying yeah we want to we want the ukrainian alliance so how do you perpetuate the war well what are you going to do well i know let's let's get a guy who's not smarter than a fifth grader be the leader of the free world and let's give away all of our you know, let's basically do a complete surrender in Afghanistan, so nobody has any confidence in our military anymore. Okay, and and then basically let's end the and let's give a week and a nod to the Russians for their pipeline, okay, out there, so that they can get that gas over to you, you know, to to Europe. We'll get all that going. I mean, what, what's really interesting is now. I mean, what think about what started the whole thing? Remember, oh, Biden came out and he said a you know, slight incursion would not be seen as an all-out offensive against against NATO. A slight incursion. Now when he said that, and you gotta realize when the when the president of the United States makes a statement like that, when the President of the United States makes a declaration that a slight incursion would not be viewed as a major invasion. What he's doing is for the length of time it takes between the statement and the retraction of the statement or the backing off of the statement or a re a redefinition of the statement. The time it takes to put out the damage control from when the date when the statement actually is made, that statement is foreign policy. So foreign policy is the fact. When he makes a statement like that, that is foreign policy until somebody comes in and corrects it. Until the watchers of O'Biden and his keepers come out and say, no, no, no. Uh yeah, he he uh he didn't mean to say that. He was he just woke up and he was a little confused. Yeah, sometimes you wake up and you're like, "Oh, I'm hold on, let me get my mind, let me get my mind engaged." Okay, this is, I mean, maybe he was suffering from a migraine. I don't know, but this is a guy. Remember, he had a brain aneurysm. Okay, with uh, two of them, two brain aneurysms, which are many explosions within the brain itself. So he's got some cognitive issues that he hasn't recovered from. But whatever the case is, you know, when be just before Russia went in. Okay, he makes a statement on the slight incursion being an acceptable, and then Communist Harris goes over to Munich, and then she makes a statement by saying it would be wonderful to have the Ukraine in NATO. And again, everyone knew that Putin's big issue was they don't want the Ukraine in NATO. Nobody wanted it. Okay, so what, what do you do if you want to provoke Putin? Well, what you do is you... First lay it out there that okay, you want to go into the Donbass area and whatnot. That's just a slut encouragement. You should be okay. And then of course, you get out there and make a declaration as well that you would love to see the Ukraine and NATO. Well, here we are on the cut on the precipice of World War Three, okay, what's going on right now over there and in, in the Ukraine, and what they do is the uh you've got the uh you, you got the nato you got the you got the all nato allies basically agreeing that having ukraine and the alliance would be a good thing so ukraine's future in the euro atlantic family basically as 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 said by the head of nato if you will uh would be a good thing and, and you know and having them a adjo- join the alliance with an otherwise major stumbling block that is keeping sweden from joining as well so i guess sweden wants to get in they're going to bring nato and sweden in okay but basically they they're trying to seize this political opportunity to strengthen nato and then of course they're pushing russia into the hands of china so now they're trying to build uh the relationship between russia and china by basically alienating russia and putting china in the in the, in the situation of, of 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 getting um you know close to Russia, okay, but it's it's really interesting because, again, you know, uh, it, it was Secretary General uh, Jen Stoltenberg, uh, you know, he's the uh, the head of the NATO, he's like the NATO Secretary General, and he makes the statement that Ukraine's membership was coming. Okay, so he puts it out there, regardless of possibly, I think, to, to reassure those who fear the consequences of admitting the country already at war to fall into into the fold of nato uh, you know into the nato nuclear mutual assurance club what that would mean but stoltenberg made clear that the present conflict would have to be won first so basically they're telling everybody okay so what is one well one means that russia gets out of it so if russia was now they're basically making it impossible for russia to end the conflict they don't want russia to end the conflict they're basically saying if when the conflict ends We're going to get to ukraine and nato so that basically tells russia you're gonna have to stay in it for a while here i mean they're doing everything they can to perpetuate this this war and it's really it's really an amazing thing they want to perpetuate the war they want to i don't know I, i i don't know i mean these are the same people who didn't see a problem marrying themselves to the russian energy sector okay these are the same people who are completely intertwined okay joined at the hip, surgically attached to Russian energy. They didn't see a problem with that before they went to war with Russia. They didn't see a problem with that before they went in there back to Ukraine. Again, nobody nobody in NATO and nobody leading the, the free world right now smarter than a fifth grader, none of these people saw that. So either they're doing this deliberately, okay, or they're just absolutely, really incompetent, all of them. I don't understand why they'd be out there declaring that we want to bring NATO, we want to bring the Ukraine into NATO when the war is over. Basically telling Russia, well, we're just going to stay in this until we we annihilate the Ukraine. Well, that's not going to happen. So is Russia going to be locked into a 20-year war, a 30-year war, a generational conflict? Are they ensuring a, a generational conflict here? I mean, how can they create a conflict? that perpetuates and continually stays alive every year how can they do that by saying that the loser okay if it's russia the loser is going to lose with the ukraine coming into nato if they can't destroy the ukraine this is what's going to happen so it's going to force russia to use nuclear weapons or to go in there and kill you know 40 million people 30 million people i don't know i don't know what they're looking at here what they're trying to do i think all of this is provoking russia all of this is an attempt on their part to perpetuate this war and you know or for whatever reasons they have whatever profit gains they see you know i mean don't miss that i mean you know i mean they're 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 their substantiation if you will of all of this and when you look at it you realize it they're saying nato has stood by ukraine for a long time and they're going to continue to stand by ukraine as they continue to repel the russian aggression and they're going to stand by the ukraine in the future this is what he's saying So the NATO Secretary General, if you will, the NATO boss is basically, uh, he's expecting members to recommit support to NATO for as long as it takes with substantial military support and multi-year programs. I mean, this is unbelievable. Instead of trying to end the war, they're trying to perpetuate it. And I've said this before, there's no good end from this. There's no good end with this. You know, I, I don't see... I mean, right now you've got... You've got, we're training Ukraine tank teams to drive those Abrams they got, so we talked about that a few shows ago, how they think that, I mean, some some fifth graders, I mean, I guess they're, they're you know, these, these incompetent people believe that training these people on a six-week crash course and how to use the Abrams tanks is going to make them tank experts, when everyone understands that the people that become the experts in the tank are the people that have been training in the tank for more than six weeks, but years tank crews that have even used these tanks in, in combat situations that understand the instinctively understand instinctively know how these tanks work not so much move the switch here or move it there or push this button or lever here to get the tank to do this or that you know the manual type knowledge i mean all you're going to be able to accomplish in these people at six weeks is sort of like a manual type knowledge uh, uh, you know make them proficient and the operation if you will of what does what switch does what but even as you're getting into this they're going to have to remember they're going to have to go back to the manual itself to figure out what is which and of course you got to have the you got to have the the, the the logistic crews on the ground to repair these tanks to maintain these tanks, and keep these tanks up and running but when you're in, in a combat situation it's instincts that get it it's sort of like a batter in baseball a batter that stands there in the batter's box waiting for the pitch you know it's, it's 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 really really interesting to know what a batter sees a batter's looking at the pitcher's glove he's looking for signs as to what the pitcher's you know the difference between what a pitcher's grip will be a batter knows what a fastball grip looks like with a pitcher and when he sees the the glove and how the glove is shaped and how his hand is in the glove for a fastball Then he sees how the grip changes. He can see how the glove moves, and he's looking for those nuances on the shape of the glove or anything, trying to figure out if he's got a different grip on that ball for an off-speed pitch. So at least he'll know fastball or off-speed. He can get that, and he can also get from the the catcher's positioning whether or not it's an inside or an outside pitch. So the batter can get some of that stuff by watching that pitcher, but it's instinctive on whether or not the swing, so the pitch is coming in that pitch is coming in at 95 miles an hour. And when it hits a certain person, when it hits a certain point on the, on, you know, like the dirt where, where the grass and dirt come together, uh, just before it gets to home plate, you got about, oh, maybe 20 feet from home plate. It hits that dirt. That ball's traveling at 95 miles an hour. How long does it take that ball to go, you know, 15 feet at 95 miles an hour? Well, you can do the math on that, but that's a split second. So that guy, that batter standing there, he's instinctively making a decision on whether or not it's an off-speed pitch or a fastball. He's instinctively making a decision on whether or not he wants to swing at that pitch. And so it's the instincts that make him a good hitter, okay? Well, it's the instincts that make a tank commander and a tank crew a good tank crew. It's the instincts that make them know and how to operate that tank and how how to get that tank to be an effective weapon in the battlefield, how to how they can get that tank to do its job. It's not six weeks worth of training. So again, we're all talking about that here on our show here, but I don't know how many experts are out there on these fake channels that are saying this. So when you go to CNN and they're talking about the tankers that are getting all the six weeks worth of training, all you're hearing are the experts that are going to be talking about the magnificent Abrams tank and how these things are going to be really helping the Ukrainians. And there won't be any experts out there saying, what are you talking about? These Ukrainians don't even know how to operate these tanks. That's ridiculous. And again, it's like putting a softball hitter in a a major league baseball game, standing in a batter's box, looking at a pitch coming in from one of our, you know, from one of these magnificent pitchers in the major leagues. You know, Otani throwing almost 100 miles an hour. I mean, I don't know how they catch that. I don't know how they see that. Now they know. But again, instincts matter in a battle situation. Instincts matter and you know, obviously in, in tank warfare, but look, Sweden and Finland recently discovered uh upon trying to join NATO in the wake of Russia's latest of you know this war, if you will, getting unanimous support of all members can be difficult. So, promising to go to war on behalf of another nation is a considerable commitment. And in the case of Sweden, a country with whom we you know we already have a dispute that. That is, a present member can use their absolute power of veto on new members, okay? Which is what can happen. So you know, you you're gonna you have one person. It's got to be unanimous, but that doesn't appear to be a problem for Ukraine, which has received unanimous support so far. So Stoltenberg has all that confidence, and he's basically, uh, you know, uh, he was down at Kiev, I guess, and uh, talking. In, uh, you know, Ukraine's future is in the is NATO. They've all agreed that Ukraine will become a NATO member. So this is anything they can do to further provoke the Russians. I'm just amazed that al Biden's letting this happen. I'm amazed that we're not trying to end this war. I'm amazed that these people are trying to perpetuate this war. Why? So we as objective listeners have to ask, why is that happening? Why is that happening? And the answer is not a good one. I mean, I, I, I mean is it profiteering? Is it profiting from a war, from the military-industrial complex, and the buildup of these militaries? I don't know. Is the control? Is the confusion? You know, Mao Zedong said about revolutions. And Mao Zedong talked about revolutions and how they are. He says they're not—they're not a social event. You know, it's not—it's not a literary event. It's not a social event. You know, it's not a dinner party. Okay, there's no laughing and joy in a revolution. A revolution is an act of violence. That's what it is. Mao Zedong said it's an act of violence. And you need confusion for a revolution to succeed. This is right out of Mao Zedong's book. Bottom line is, folks, Mao Zedong was the man that brought about the, the demise in China and brought about, you know, the communist China. So he makes these comments. So why are they trying to cre- perpetuate this war? It's creating more confusion. The people are being basically seeing that we have a war and we need to keep together. And so they're trying to give... Um, a sense of solidarity with the rest of Europe because they have got these european elections coming up maybe that's another thing cuz right now macron is losing all kinds of of approvals in russia right i should say in france right now which is russia light. france is france is the land of the four day work week so you know, macron right now is losing all kinds of confidence in the Amer- in, the, in the french people and uh le pen uh, and and the and the conservatives in france right now are looking at almost 50% in parliamentary elections so they see this coming they want to they want to perpetuate the war to 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 stoke national interests if you will nationalism if you will and i mean generally speaking in a war situation the incumbent party survives we know back in 2004 uh actually it was 2000 uh it was 2000 i'm sorry it was 1992 let me go back there when george h bush uh when they uh, went into Iraq and they they took out Saddam Hussein in Iraq uh, back then and they, they basically I shouldn't say they took took out Saddam because they didn't but they defeated Saddam Hussein in Kuwait. Uh, Bush's favorables his approvals were like ninety percent, and literally eighteen months later he lost to an unknown, an unknown socialist from Arkansas, and his power his power grabbing power hungry, uh, you know uh, reprobate wife. Okay. So I mean, they were there over there, and and basically, I mean, that's that's who won. they won the election. How did that happen? In eighteen months, George Bush lost that much in approvals. So, but a war has a way of rallying the the, the people around the leader, and that's what they're trying to do. I think there's a movie called uh, Wag the Dog or something like that. It was a movie about how they create a war, if you will, and maybe it was a, I can maybe a, I'm 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 calling it wrong at Charlie's War or something like that. There was a, a movie talked about how uh, a, a political party in power creates this conflict to create nationalism to create support for the incumbents who are fighting the war. That's just what they try to do. Well, that might be why Europeans are trying to pull this now is to try to stoke the embers of support for the incumbents that are there. That could be it. I mean, uh, that that could also be. Um, I think that they're trying to uh, control the people themselves. Um, I think they, they believe that they can I, I don't know. I, I, I think they're insane. I personally think they're insane to be to be messing around with the Russian bear and the communist uh the Chinese uh sickle, if you will, and, and how they're all these people have nuclear weapons and, and they're looking to 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 antagonize these people that have nuclear weapons. I mean, what what you have when you have reprobate people, when you have these people that don't make, their brain doesn't function anymore. They can't make sensible decisions. They just don't think straight. You know, things don't make sense. You know, in Psalms it talks about, may my enemies fall in the snares that they create. Well, what happens when these people fall in the evil, they can't see straight anymore. They can't see clearly and they end up falling in their own snares. They end up stumbling on themselves, okay? and it could very well be what we're witnessing right now is what incompetency and mediocrity looks like. And I mean, they're, they're making these decisions, believing that they're making decisions in the best interest of the country and the world because they believe it. Maybe they just do. I mean, I don't believe they do. I can't believe anybody's that stupid. Okay. But I can tell you that, that they're doing it that much. I can tell you And the end result, I mean, it really looks bad. World war three looks like it's looming. So We got to be careful on this, and I mean, it's happening, and we just got to know that, um, you know, they're declaring that they want Ukraine and NATO is not helping to end this war. It's going to aggravate things. It's going to cause things to be even worse in the Ukraine, and we can understand and know that. Now, when you look at what's going on right now in the Harvard poll, now, Harvard poll um, is interesting. Okay, the Harvard poll shows Trump beating Biden, And, and of course, these are general matchups and we're a year and a half out of election. But it's interesting right now you got oh, biden barely breaking forty percent and Trump getting forty five percent. And of course, uh if you throw Communista Harris in there, she's the lead person. Trump's beating her by 10 points. Okay. So <laughs> nobody wants her in there. And, and of course I I don't, you know, it's just it's just an amazing thing. I mean now Biden's going to make his announcement very soon about what he wants to do and running. Uh, but from what I understand, Hillary Clinton's looking to run again. So, uh, the Democrats right now are, are trying to figure out jockeying for who can get in there and challenge, uh, King dementia and, uh, into taking over the, the, the Democrat mantle. The problem they're going to run into is again, I see 1980 rolling around again. I see 1980, I see the Democrats creating their own confusion in the election cycle. The worst thing in the world for the Democrats is to have a primary against Joe Biden. That's the worst thing they can have. Because that primary is going to show everybody how the incumbent president is weak and how all this stuff's going to come out. So everything that the media wants to keep out of the news, everything they want to keep out of the news is going to get in the news. Okay? The crash and burn economy, the incompetency at foreign policy, you name it. They're going to want to keep it. It's going to get in. So a fist fight in the Democrat primary is going to look like it did in 1980. You know, when Ted Kennedy ran, when Frank Church ran, and all these other people ran. I mean, and, and Carter got the nomination, but he was battle scarred. And Reagan got 45 states, and Carter won five. It's as simple as that. Reagan won 45 states back in 1980. And then, of course, in 1984, Reagan won 49 states. And again, to put that in perspective, those both of those democrat defeats were worse than the defeat in 1772 when nixon won 44 states okay so to keep that in perspective i mean they were republican trouncings, okay because the democrats look weak okay and again when they're advocating and, and you know it's going to be very hard for them the democrats are going to have a hard time making making uh heads or tails if you will of, of how to win it's hard to run when you want to open borders. It's hard to run when you want to increase crime. It's hard to want to run an election and, and get the support of the people when they see that. That you want to increase crime when you want to open borders. Or or when you when you when you don't see a problem with broken inflation nation. it's hard to get the support of the people when they when they realize you don't have a solution for the high prices. You know, when they realize you don't have a solution for their, their lack of safety in their neighborhoods. You know, so when, when people realize that their candidates don't have a handle on safety, when they don't have a handle on the success of people, they don't have that, then they, you can know and understand that a lot of the success that they're having, okay, isn't going to be had. That's what we can understand and know. So the reality is, as I stated, that as time goes on and as we realize these elections wrap up and as these elections come close, the american people get the proper perspective and the primaries are going to bring that out they're going to see that the democrats are the party for high crime they're going to see that the democrats are the party for high inflation they're going to see that the democrats are the party to get rid of parental rights and i didn't even get into that washington the 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 state of washington passing a bill uh that uh that that, in the state of oregon passing bills bearing banning christian parents from adopting kids or banning uh, parents from interfering with their children's education in these schools okay so these laws are coming out taking away parental rights basically rewriting the laws in these states look parents didn't sign on to this stuff those people in washington didn't sign on to this those people in oregon didn't sign on to this okay so these are the facts that come out in these democrat debates and of course trump will be undoubtedly the nominee he will be very comfortably reelected as a nominee. And I think he will be the he will be the, the Gideon with a sword standing there waiting to take on uh O'Biden, I think, who will probably limp out of the Democrat primary with the nomination. Um, and when that happens, if he he hasn't made his declaration, but when he does, he's gonna make his declaration that he's running. And when that happens, the Democrats are gonna be scrambling because you've already had some people stand up and I mean Hillary Clinton's already making a mess. These people are jumping the gun on O'Biden. O'Biden's oh, approvals are in the thirties. Nobody gets nobody gets elected when their approvals are in the thirties. Nobody. Okay. Um, well, Biden didn't get elected the first time, he's not going to get elected the second time. O'Biden's well, not going to have the he's not going to have the cover of COVID masks, okay, and cellar dwelling. He won't have that cover going into this new election cycle. Americans are going to have the right perspective. I'm confident to know the American people are looking for the truth. And they're going to get the truth, and Donald Trump's going to give it to them. Donald Trump is going to be touting the economy that he brought he brought in and ushered in. America first economic and military supremacy around the world. America first secure borders of law and order. America first education system, and of course, an honest media. He's going to be touting consumer confidence being an all-time high. He's going to be touting the fact that we're an energy leader around the world. He's going to be touting the fact that we had the best growing economy on the planet. Okay, now wages were increasing for the first time without inflation. Amazing. How about that? They'll be touting that as well. He's going to talk talking about how great 2019 was. Okay. He's going to be talking about that. The, the increases in the GDP. He's going to be talking about that. I mean, you're talking about huge increases in the growth of our economy. Which is three and four times better than was when 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 Obama, the eight years Obama was the president. I mean, this economy's flatlined right now, and as I stated before, you know, the China's economy is growing is the only economy really growing right now. I mean, you think about it; it's the only economy really growing. It's even worse than that because, O'Biden's, what but what Biden has done okay. As, as basically growing them, and he's made us more dependent on China. That's even worse. With his executive orders to allow China to take their solar panels and then to, to send them to another country, into America, to dump them on us because of the, the trade wars, that we the trade restrictions we have, he's allowing China to get their solar panels into this country by dumping them into another country and going and, and sidestepping. He's allowing our trade rules to be sidestepped. Think about that, folks. Well, look, folks. There was a whole lot we got we didn't get to. I'm sorry about that. We got another show coming up at one o'clock. Tune into the Watchmen. We'll get into some of our, some more of this stuff that we uh, meant to get to today. But thanks for being with us today. Thanks for being with us every week on the Point. Okay, folks. I'm Clay Breeze. We'll see you next week. Goodbye for now.